You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama's syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio. Phil Williams here live in the Right Side studios. Man, we got the local, the state, the national covering down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Uh, it is 2.06 p.m. on Thursday. We like to call that Friday Eve around here. And uh, Boomer's on the board. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, everyone. <laughs> I am ready to go today. Talk about this woke you up there. I know. <laughs> no. Hey, you had... <laughs> I've hey, had a full day, and I'm happy to be here. You had, By the way, shout out to Big Dave. Big and our Dave. affiliate down there in uh, Birmingham, WXJC 101.1 <laughs> FM, the, one, of our, uh, one of our syndicated stations. And uh, you spent the morning with Big Dave, I understand. Yeah, I did. It was, it was awesome. That's good stuff. It was good, good, good stuff. stuff. All right. We love you, Big Dave. Uh, hey, listen... We got all kinds of stuff laid on for the show today, and not the least of which is we have some breaking news because just moments ago, the president finally decided to address the balloon issue. Um, So, yeah, President Biden addressed the China spy flights and the downed objects. Uh, Very interesting. And also what's interesting is what was not said. Uh, so we'll talk about that. Uh, it's going to be one of those kind of developing pieces of the show because it was it, is, it was not part of my early morning resourcing of the show. It just happened live, and I was watching it as we were finishing up uh, coming on the air. So uh, there's that. Then I've got 3.30 p.m. today. One of my favorite moments of every single week now is when we get Boomer and the lovely McQueen in studio for a segment of Boomer and McQueen. Yeah. <laughs> Hit me some <laughs> applause on that one. We, oh, I did the whoop whoops. Oh, well. <laughs> And the applause. There we go. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'll be in the area all day. So, the um, yeah, 3.30 p.m., Boomer and McQueen will do that. And then at 4 o'clock, he hadn't been on in a while, so it's overdue to have uh, Matt Clark from the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty. We're going to be on with him talking about uh, a section of our dippers today about the actual fight against abortion and, uh, and what he's got in his thoughts right now about legal options that are available. So, yeah, 4 o'clock p.m. today, Matt Clark, the Alabama Center for Law and Liberty. And then there's that whole Triple Dipper thing. So hit it, bud. The Triple Dipper. Three stories you've got to know. That's right, the Triple Dipper. Three stories, three themes, if you will, that you have got to know as we run today's show. Number one, I'm calling it the race to race. The race to race. Have you ever noticed this lately? I know you have because y'all are paying attention to the world around you, but it's it's liberals lately, in the last few years especially, everything revolves around race. And if it doesn't, they'll try to squeeze it in there. They'll, they'll, they'll shave the corners off that square peg and make it fit in that round hole if they can prove racism. Well, it's not always racism, but they want it to be. They, they desperately want it to be. Why? So they can keep you as a victim. So, yeah, number one of the Triple Dipper, the race to race. We'll talk about that in detail. Number two, military readiness. There's a lot happening, not the least of which is we just had a Black Hawk helicopter go down right here in the listening area just outside of Huntsville over there towards the harvest. Uh, Tragedy. But that's not a true indication of military readiness. But we will mention it, and we'll also honor those men who served and who, who died yesterday in a training flight. But we'll talk about military readiness in general. And what does it mean that China's floating balloons over... Why would China even do that? We'll talk about it in great detail. Military readiness, number two on the Triple Dipper. And then number three, the fight for life. Because it's a fight, y'all. 
we won a huge battle. I mean, this is like like a grand scale type battle. If the if the abortion and pro life advocates can be considered adversaries, which they are, then we're looking at a battle was just fought in the Dobbs decision. But now what's happening is the battles have moved out to the states, and we'll talk about that. What is happening right now in abortion and abortion law and abortion fights in the fight for life? That's number three on the Triple Dipper. All right, let me jump over to my comments, though. So, you know, the whole thing I'm doing there about the race to race, well, let me just ask, first off, if I don't know if you saw it or not, but just this morning I came across an article that was like one of those no way he said that kind of moments, and he did. So CNN's perpetually awkward Don Lemon has decided that he knows when a woman's in her prime and that Nikki Haley is just not there. What? That's right. Lemon believes that former Governor Nikki Haley is past her prime, should therefore be cautious about hitting on Biden and Trump being octogenarians. Well, Don, she's 51, nearly three decades younger than the current president. Well, in his verbal stumblings, Don Lemon said this. He said, quote, this whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says, people, you know, politicians are something if not in their prime. Well, Nikki Haley's not in her prime. I'm sorry. A woman is considered to be in their prime in her 20s, 30s, and maybe 40s. (laughs) Okay. I mean, sure, Don. It has nothing to do with the fact that you're a partisan hack who wants to believe that no one would ever dare to run against your ticket, right? So attack the policies, man. Point out the true character issues, but let's not create narratives that define an entire age group or any other group for that matter and try to make them out to be victims because of their age or their color or their gender. I mean, isn't that what liberals call ableism and racism and ageism? The difference is, though, it's apparently okay when liberals like Don Lemon do it. You may recall a story from last year about a company called Penzi's Spices. I talked about it once early last year. Maybe they're well-known in some circles, but they're not in mine. But anyway, the CEO of that company that I've never heard of decided to send out a newsletter to all of his customers and let them know that on behalf of his company that I've never heard of, that he was renaming the Martin Luther King Day weekend as Republicans are Racist Weekends. You heard me. Upon which he went on a written diatribe extolling the virtues of Black Lives Matter's organization and insinuating that what Republicans do actually do is somehow fantasize about killing black people. I mean, for the love. This was his second such email in weeks in which he told his customers that Republicans are the number one threat to the country. Now, I don't know if the old CEO Penzi makes good spices, but I do know he doesn't make good sense. But that said, his vitriolic commentary and that of Don Lemon's, they don't really make me mad. Were they offensive? Yes. But I don't have time to chase down sad little people like that. In truth, I feel sorry for someone who spends all the God-given time and resources at their disposal to do nothing but try to tear down and discourage and create victim mentalities. Now, I've been both a student and a teacher of leadership, and I can tell you that you can take all the positive leadership attributes and opportunities in the world, and you can still use them for negative purposes. I mean, basically, you can be a negative leader or a positive leader. You can create a constructive environment, or you can create an environment that leads to the worst at at all times, like Don Lemon or the sad sack CEO of Penzi Spices. Now, my personal theory is that negative leadership like that often stems from a victim mentality themselves. We're victims, therefore we must lash out, says Don Lemon. Well, let me tell you something that most of you already know. You're only a victim if you choose to be one. Let me tell you about a man whose story inspired me. Some of you may know the story of Brigadier General Charles McGee. He just passed away last year at the age of 102. But hang on, I'm going to tell you more. You see, Charles McGee 
was actually a significant figure in the history of our U.S. armed forces. He was born in 1919 in Ohio. He was a black man growing up in a very divided society. The laws, the norms, traditions, and mindsets had not yet caught up with our Constitution at that time, and black Americans did indeed live under the shadow of an actual separate America back then. But Charles McGee, he was no victim. He was a worker. His father instilled in him a work ethic that stayed with him throughout his entire life. And just prior to World War II, then-President Roosevelt initiated the integration of the U.S. Armed Forces to include black citizens. Well, sort of. They could serve, but they could not lead. And even then, certain jobs were restricted. But in 1941, Charles McGee heard that a new program calling for black men to be allowed to serve as combat pilots was being initiated. And without hesitation, he took the test and he volunteered. Eventually, as the war broke out, Charles McGee became one of what we now call the Tuskegee Airmen, who trained at the Tuskegee Army Airfield right here in Alabama. It was a landmark moment in combat aviation, but it was still stymied by the same prejudices that had delayed the program for so long. And then, First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt took an interest, and she decided she was going to go down there and visit that Tuskegee program. And what she did sent shockwave. She asked if one of the black pilots would take her up for a flight. Just the two of them in a two-seater training aircraft, a biplane. After that, the program was off and running. And the Tuskegee Airmen, who became known as the Red Tails, went on to serve with utmost distinction, numerous citations for bravery, one of the strongest combat service records of any fighter escort group in the entire European theater. I was proud, too, when I was a state senator, to have passed legislation that was deemed instrumental in bringing the legacy unit of the Red Tails, the 187th Fighter Wing, to Alabama, where they are now stationed at Danley Field at Maxwell Air Force Base in Montgomery. Those men of the original Tuskegee Airmen, they showed the world that the color of a man's skin did not determine his merit or his worth or his abilities. And one of those men was Charles McGee. So McGee went on to serve his country for over 30 years, and over time he amassed more combat flights than nearly any other pilot in U.S. military history. Over 409 combat flights in World War II, Korea, and Vietnam. He retired as a full colonel. He was awarded the Distinguished Flying Cross three times, the Bronze Star, and other awards. In 2007, he received the Congressional Gold Medal. In 2011, he was inducted in the National Aviation Hall of Fame, and in 2020, President Trump had him promoted to Brigadier General. And he appeared in uniform at the State of the Union address, looking sharp as ever at the age of 100. Brigadier General Charles McGee said some things that ought to be written on monuments somewhere. In one instance, he said this. He said, quote, They told us you don't have the capacity. They told us you don't lack the technical ability or the moral fiber. I wanted folks to respect me for my ability, not the happenstance of my birth. If you want respect, you have to give respect. And then he also said this, quote, Our country is more diverse than it's ever been. What is the strength of our country? It's the ability of people. If you don't get the best out of everybody, who knows what the country's lost? See, Charles McGee, he had every reason to live like a victim, to live the way that Don Lemon thinks that people ought to live. He had every reason to lead his troops, though, with a constant chip on his shoulder. Why not? He grew up in the actual era in which racial discrimination was not just prevalent, it was allowed. In some venues, it was even expected. And he overcame every hurdle, lifestyle, education, career, combat service, and he did so without the vitriol and spite that tired little men like Don Lemon or the CEO of Penzi Spices have shown themselves to be so ready to spread. Lemon and Penzi, they're about screaming about all the reasons why not and labeling challenges that assign victimhood to people. But the real lessons, the ones that change the world, come from men like Charles McGee. And those are lessons, man. And his life was an amazing example. That you are only a victim if you choose to live like a victim. 
Brigadier General Charles McGee passed away at the age of 102 last year, a combat leader, and really just a leader in general, an overcomer, an example, and never, ever a victim. And that's a wrap for the Right Side Way. Yeah, there's a story. I'm going to tell you right now, folks like Don Lemon and, you know, the organization of Black Lives Matter and um, what's her name, Nicole Hannah-Jones, the 1619 Project, or this guy, Penzi Spices, CEO. I mean, I'm just saying, they want to believe that there is no way to achieve, but what they don't recognize is that when you assign victimhood, some people will choose to be victims because you told them to be a victim. But then you can find people like Charles McGee who could have lived like a victim and we would have never, you know, questioned it. But he didn't. He overcame every single thing thrown in his way. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Back, Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right, making it cool to be a conservative. Um, I mean, there's so many things to update on that I'm looking around. I, I tell you what, though, I got to update a couple things on the text line. Text lines are open, 833-687-4448. That's 833-68-RIGHT. Um, a couple of them just, just really, I'm just loving this. So number one, congratulations to one of our listeners, William from Huntsville, who just texted me in. Uh, Boomer, have you seen it? They, they, they just had their baby today. So we got pictures of little baby ruffian, uh, little baby baby ruffian, William from Huntsville. Congratulations. Blessings on you and your family. And uh, I said baby ruffian in the text back, and he said, uh, yep, we're going to raise him right. Listen to Right Side Radio. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, anyway, uh, so, so glad for y'all. Uh, Allison from Madison uh, just texted us from Jamaica. Jamaica. Uh, look at the Ooh, view. Look at these pictures. All right. So I'm just saying, she says, Right Side Radio goes international, spreading the right side way along the beaches of Jamaica, listening live. Man. Man, I'm just, okay. I'm just thinking, we need to do like a remote from there. <laughs> a remote from Jamaica. <laughs> a live you hear remote. the beach going, yeah. Yeah, somebody in the background going, hey, man. But um, <laughs> all right. So that's, that's, that's cool. Thank you, Allison. We appreciate you. Uh, John from Huntsville just texted in and says, did you see the creepy Joe Biden press conference about the Chinese balloons? I did. I did. And then, so, uh, I think it was just as notable what did not get said or done in that press conference as what was said or done. So what I was able to catch, uh, cause we were in the final stages of getting ready to come on the air was, was, um, it was one of those press conferences too, where Biden is reading the controlled script and he's giving out not a lot of details. And then he um, walked out without questions. And, you know, he started, and I'll be honest with you, it was kind of, for a second there, I thought, I even told Boomer, I said, look, oh, they caught him, they caught him, because he was walking away without taking questions. And then he, he heard something, and you can tell he stopped. He turned around, and he was trying to figure out who was asking that question, because everybody's shouting at him. And, and granted, I will say that's a confusing environment. But he looked like he was way out in left field and trying to figure out, you know, is the ball coming my way? <laughs> so he, um, he, he, he tried to take questions, and then somebody kind of yelled over the top of him and, and, and asked uh, something about his family's dealings in China, to which he responded, come on, man. 
and he turned around and walked out, and that was it. So no questions. Uh, what he did not address at all, at all, is the train wreck and the chemical you know, issues going on in East Palestine, Ohio. I mean, didn't he mention it? And Pete Buttigieg hadn't been there. And so the Biden administration has really taken a hands-off approach to this whole catastrophe that has got people saying they're breaking out in rashes, their throats are sore, they, their animals are dying, and, and yet where's the EPA? Where's the federal government? It's just unbelievable. So there's that. That was not talked about. He also said, too, this is interesting, that with regards to the four shootdowns, four, we had four shootdowns. One's the big giant balloon that flew all the way across God's green earth, and, and they shot it down over the, uh, the waters off South Carolina. That's the one that we know for a fact is a Chinese spy balloon. The other three, one over Alaska, one over Lake Huron, one over Canadian airspace, uh, but all three shot down by uh, U.S. Uh, pilots. In his briefing today, he said, we don't know what they were. Huh. He did say, though, something to the effect of they believe that they were non-military and that they were likely related to some private entity or a research institute or something, and they're still working on that. I, I, Boomer, I hazard the guess that if you or I lost our research balloon, we would be calling somebody saying, hey, dude, you shot down our balloon. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this was uh, my balloon just doing some <laughs> research up here, and uh, I had my license right here, yeah. and uh, that was my balloon, guys. Yeah, and, and, and here's my receipt, so I want you to pay me back for it. <laughs> but but then on the other hand, what? I mean, I was thinking, okay, the government is, uh, I mean, how much was one of those missiles? It was, mm. it was, it was a lot. Like a four hundred thousand dollar pop. Yeah. What happens if they didn't have their license to fly their meta, their their balloon up there? Are they going to give them the bill? Oh yeah. Maybe you don't say something. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. you don't say. Don't make something. eye contact. Say nothing. <laughs> that say was nothing. Balloon? What balloon? I'm I, sorry. It was just my weather balloon. <laughs> yeah. That was for my project. That was just from my my. That was just the uh, bouncy house at my son's birthday party that got away. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, I, I did see it, John and everybody else, and if we can develop some more information out of it, we will. But what it basically amounted to was um, not a lot. I will say it was important that he spoke at all. It was. Um, but it was also glaring what he did not speak about. All right, let's take the break. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We will be right back. Right back. 